0: <laughs> man, it must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy Blake guitar. Ja-
1: it's a great name, and thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting, I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few
0: of my trick up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours.
1: Welcome to an action-packed edition of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Coast to coast to border to border on TuneIn. iTunes, Real Loyalty, Stitcher. Our brand new app is available, JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information all available on our fantastic app. We've got Dr. Troy Lawrence coming up here in just a few moments. We also have some interesting guests we'll be talking to throughout the broadcast. And uh, it is the Friday edition of the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Go ahead and find us on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and of course, Stitcher, an RSS feed is available at JiggyJaguar.com. That's dot rcom And Dr. Troy Lawrence with us today here in our broadcast. Dr. Troy, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on your show. Now, uh, you have been on with us a couple different times in the past. Um, we always love having you on because you stimulate a lot of good conversation. Um, first of all, for the listeners that haven't heard you before, give us a little bit on your background.
0: Well, my background is I'm, I'm a uh, doctor, and uh, I treated p- uh, patients for uh, decades uh, regarding their joints and, and the backs. So, specifically uh, chiropractic work. And, and I sold my clinic and ventured into um, the science of creation. And I wrote my book. It took me two years to write it and a year to work with the editor to get the book uh, published regarding the science of the Genesis creation account and global flood.
1: Now, uh, we're talking today with Dr. Troy Lawrence. The Earth is much younger than we've been told by science and creationism. Um, first of all, uh, this is a great topic. T- tell us a little bit about this. I know that there's a, a lot of folks that are struggling with what is the truth and what is error regarding the beginning of the world. Tell us about this.
0: Well, it, it um, all the dating methods that are used to establish an old earth have a fundamental flaw behind them. And what it is it, is that Take carbon-14 dating. Carbon-14 dating, the fundamental flaw with that is that it's, it's assumed that when the creature died and laid down on the ground, that it died with a full complement of radioactive carbon. Okay. But what we can demonstrate in the lab, and we know in observation and tests, is that water limits the amount of cosmic energy that comes from the cosmos, Um, to penetrate the Earth. NASA, when they go to long space travel, they will use um, water surrounding the hole for the astronauts instead of inside the hole because water buffers and limits the the harmful cosmic energy. And this is what existed uh, around the Earth when God separated and expanded the universe on the second day. This process is, is called a cavitation, but it's, expanded the universe, and the Earth was once surrounded by water. We know this uh, from science. The scientists will tell us that the Earth, the universe was once filled with water between the celestial bodies. Every celestial body has water markings or fluid markings, and even 50% of our planets still have um, a water canopy, now called a ring, because it has more So, um, even in 2 Peter chapter three, Verse 5, it says the earth was made from water and through water. So pressurized water, once the universe is expanded, that pressurized water is no longer pressurized. It goes through a process called cavitation. We see this every time you open a brand new soda bottle. The soda is pressurized. And then when you open it and reduce the pressure, that pressure gets reduced, and, and air trapped in solution comes out into gas. That's what we see with soda bottles, that's what we see with scuba divers called the bins when they come up too, too fast. That's what happened to the water that surrounded the earth in the second day of creation when God expanded the universe. The sudden reduction of pressure caused the, the atmosphere to form in between water. So you had then water on the earth, the atmosphere, and then water above. And that water above um, froze in place as the canopy, and that buffered and prevented cosmic energy from contacting nitrogen in the atmosphere and making carbon-14. So carbon-14 quantity was traced um, during Adam and Eve's time.
1: We've got a a great guest with us today. Dr. Troy Lawrence joins us here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and, of course... ChiggyChagwire.us. You can stream the show live, 24/7 replay, with our brand new app. And uh, Doctor Lawrence uh, is a young Earth creationist whose uh, ministry and purpose is to reach others through teaching and sharing the incredible amount of evidence that supports the biblical amount of creation, the Great Flood, and more. And he's with us today talking about a great topic today. The Earth is much younger than we've been told. And uh, he's with us today here on our big broadcast. Now, um, Dr. Lawrence, uh, you've got this great book, Origins, The Origin of Matter, Space, Time, and Life. We're going to talk about that book a little bit more detail here in just a few moments. Um, But tell us, first of all, about uh, the the fact that... um, Folks, uh, they, 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 they don't seem to understand uh, and, and don't really get how to interpret the Genesis creation account that, that's literal.
0: Yeah, it should be interpreted literal because the science there's science to support it. And if you go by the atheistic model, then um, you have a tough time explaining how grass, plants, and trees created on the third day, do not have a sun until the fourth day. So how long do you want your plants to go without photosynthesis? And then you need um, insects for pollination. You need bees for pollination, for plants, uh, grass, and trees to remain remain alive. Well, if you go by an atheistic model, you have to wait um, a long time for those to evolve. But according to the Bible, they were there on the sixth day uh, to allow for pollination. So it's, it's not a problem. And... When you go by a young Earth model, and all you have to do is, is read the Genesis creation account in a plain, simple language, because there's science to support it, such as the light on the first day that was created in the middle of the first day, that's simply, as celestial bodies are acc- accreting matter, in other words, they're gathering matter, coalescing matter, just like a hurricane coalesces moisture as it spins and swirls. Once you get enough matter accreted, To a celestial body it will then be able to liquefy that matter uh, by the generation of friction and heat so picture a burgeoning growing sun at the middle of the first day it still doesn't have enough mass to generate fusion uh, on the fourth day but it has enough mass coalesced that it can now liquefy the mass and that in liquid mass like lava emanates a light so then you would be able to emanate a light from the, the sun to the earth to generate photosynthesis. But it still would need to accrete and coalesce matter through the days until the fourth day when it had gotten enough matter, enough density, and enough heat and friction that it can then generate fusion on the fourth day when that's the fourth day when it generates the, the light. And the light on the fourth day is a different uh, light on the, on the first day. The light on the first day is just luminous, light on the fourth day is luminous body so you have two different uh, periods of time two different events and it's because of coalescing matter so it's all explained by science
1: We've got a great guest with us today. Dr. Troy Lawrence joins us here in a broadcast, Origins, the Origin of Matter, Space, Time, and Life. That's his latest, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail here on our big broadcast. Now, um, Dr. Lawrence is a skilled educator and debater on this topic of creation versus evolution and has scientifically, in great death, proven that our Earth and universe are much younger than we've been told. He also exposes the flawed belief in evolution of an old Earth. He's completely floored at how logical he is, and believe that uh, the audience is going to find this fascinating. Now, tell us a little bit about um, what what you found in, in doing some of your research here on this topic.
0: Well, one of the things that interested me was the exclusivity of the female egg. So, a lot of us don't know this, but the female egg has a shell around it. And one thing, when you look at humans, when when we invent something. Uh, we patent it. When we paint something, we sign it. When we write a book, we copyright it. We seal it. When we have a baby, we name it. It's ours. So we let everybody know it's sealed, it's ours, we protect it. And and we're made in God's image. So if we're made in God's image, did God do this with the things he made, the things he created, the things he um, did? So are there signatures in the DNA that uh, represent God's seal when he said, you should only reproduce after your own kind. And we see that in the female human egg, and actually all eggs, but the female human egg has a shell around it. And it won't allow um, the spermatozoa, the chromosomes of the spermatozoa to come in and fertilize unless there's appropriate enzyme to dissolve the shell of the female egg. It's a a three-dimensional receptor site. So it's so exclusive the female human egg will only allow one creature on earth that because only one creature on earth has this exclusive protein enzyme that matches up to then can dissolve the shell of the female egg. You can soak a female egg in a pool of all the spermatozoa of every creature on earth and none of them have the ex- exact protein to match up. This is the exclusivity that God has designed preventing um, speciality, the sin of mankind testing God's limits. But this, this exclusivity is two ways, so not only does the female egg only allow one protein enzyme from the human male, the human male spermatozoa, the tip, is, its protein enzyme is exclusively only designed to dissolve the shell of one egg of one creature on Earth, and that's the female human. It's that exclusive for every creature on Earth. Only dogs can uh, have the protein enzyme for dogs, only cats for cats. And it's like that for plants. Only the rose for those of the rose bushes. It's that exclusivity which evolution would not and could not allow for.
1: We've got Dr. Troy Lawrence joining us today here on our broadcast, Coast to Coast Border to Boulder, in iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and of course, Red Nation Radio today, Red Nation Rising Radio as well. And uh, Dr. Troy Lawrence is a young earth creationist whose ministry and purpose is to reach others through teaching and sharing the incredible amount of evidence that supports the biblical account of creation, the Great Flood, and more. So, uh, so Dr. Lawrence, um, what happened to the dinosaurs with all of this?
0: Okay, so one of the things that changed from the flood is the formation of the ocean. The formation of the ocean and polar ice caps and deserts were three new phenomenons, environmental changes as a result of the global flood of Genesis 7. What, what all three of those regions do is they limit the amount of vegetation growth. The limited vegetation growth limits oxygen production. Oxygen causes life to thrive. So when you decrease the concentration of oxygen in the atmosphere, you're going to see life suffer and have to adapt. And we see this in the patriarchal longevity ages. They, their ages gradually reduced 900, 600, 500, 400, 300, 200, 100. And then that's how they, their ages gradually reduced in a parabolic motion as they adapted to the reduction of oxygen concentration in the atmosphere as a result of the ocean's formation, polarized caps, and deserts. Those three re, uh, regional environmental conditions did not exist prior to the flood. Prior to the flood, you had global temperate, ambient temperatures. All right, so how does this affect dinosaurs? Dinosaurs are reptiles. Reptiles we know will, as long as they live, will continue to grow. It's a special thing with reptiles. So a reptile that can only live 20 years today will, is forced to only grow to a certain size. But reptiles who had a, a larger oxygen concentration back before the flood could then live 800 years, and they'll continue to grow as long as they live humans, conversely, we have cessation of our uh, vertical growth with our epiphyseal plates, though our facial bones will continue to, to develop as long as we live. So, all that that is, is you take um, dinosaurs grew as long as they lived. So, prior to the flood, they lived 800, 900 plus years. They would be epically huge. Today, they're only living 20 years, so they're, we call them lizards, we call them reptiles, we call them alligators. Also, the other change was an increase in gravity, um, net gravity. And this is my opening chapter in my book, and this deals with buoyant force, and it it may be too complicated to get through on radio. Those are the the points, is that there was a decrease in oxygen. Now, conversely, can we add oxygen and see a flip side? Can we prove our, our hypothesis? The answer is yes. Arizona State University grew insects in a hyper-oxygen state, increased oxygen, and they chose the exact amount that we find in, in petrified amber, which is uh, petrified tree sap, the air bubbles captured them, and, and glacier air core samples, air captured them, which proves oxygen was higher. They grew insects in those environmental conditions, and they had accelerated growth, and they were double the size in only one of uh, that, that generation, no, no second generation. It was an immediate increase proving the point so that's what happens is life thrives in an environmental conditions such as increased oxygen so when you decrease oxygen that's what we see and that's what happens so dinosaurs are still living among us just epically small and we call them reptiles and and such
1: dr troy lawrence joins us today here on our world famous cheeky jaguar radio broadcast Coast to coast and border to border, 15 minutes after the hour, 16 minutes, excuse me, after the hour. And uh, Dr. Troy Lawrence is with us today. We're going to talk about his book here in a little bit more detail. Um, We've got uh, to take a quick little break. We're going to take a break, come back, and uh, chat with Dr. Lawrence about his great new book. We've got more coming up with Dr. Troy Lawrence here on the Friday edition of the World Famous Jiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. to the Jiggy Jaguar Show on the network. KFRK in Denver, Colorado. Tune in iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and of course, 50 plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Dr. Troy Lawrence joining us today here on our big broadcast. We're going to be chatting with Dr. Troy in this segment about his brand new book. And uh, Dr. Lawrence comes to us live here on our broadcast. Now, um, Dr. Lawrence, your book is, is stealing the hearts of reading enthusiasts everywhere. Kind of give us a thumbnail sketch of uh, what this book is about and a closer look at some of the different research that you did.
0: Well, the the book is about the science that supports the Genesis creation account and global flood. It, it um, goes after all the dating methods... Um, that would allegedly uh, say that the Earth is billions of years old and that the universe is 16 billion, billion years old, how the scientists got to that notion, and is it fundamentally flawed? Is there a, a point where it's, it's a, in error? So it, it addresses every notion um, on how they get to an old Earth, and that's the middle section. So um, then the book a- addresses all the evolutionary uh, notions. Did we evolve from primates? Did, is Lucy a, um, a transitory uh, moment? Well, you know, that's one of my fun topics because Lucy, uh, her knee joints are uh, different angle than humans. Her knee joint is a 15-degree angle. Humans have a 9-degree angle. Gibbons have 15-degree. Tree-climbing monkeys have 15 degrees. So that's, that's what Lucy was. But when you look at all the fossil records, everything was larger in the fossil record when you look uh, than today. So everything was larger except humans. We were the only ones that were smaller and became larger. Everything else was larger in the fossil records and came smaller. The exceptions don't work in science, and, and that's what uh, is going on. Uh, but the, that's what the book is. It, it first uh, exposes the flawed old Earth theory and then explains a, the young Earth theory through science. And I don't go into the lab and create my own empirical data. I stand on the backs of giants who are experts in their fields and use data um, uh, to do this. So it doesn't matter what my profession is. It it matters what their profession is.
1: Dr. Troy Lawrence with us today here on our big broadcast. He has written an incredible, incredible new book. And uh, this gives the biblical account of creation, the great flood, and more. Now, um... You mentioned in the book uh, a lot of different stats. First of all, how did women and men live to be 900 plus years of age in ancient times? Tell us about this.
0: Well, one, it was uh, an increase in oxygen concentration, but two, there was a canopy of water that um, buffered and shielded uh, life from cosmic energy. This was established uh, on the second day of creation when God expanded the universe. We talked about that earlier. What water does is it prevents the harmful cosmic energy from coming down and creating mutations in humans. So can we prove that, um, that humans are increasing in mutations as we go through each generation? And that's what geneticists have just figured out, that the, the generations are ever increasing on mutations on an exponential level. So in other words, they're not increasing on a linear level, so in other words, Grandpa has 10 mutations, um, the son has now 20, and the grandson has 30. No, it's it's 10, 50, 150. So it's exponentially increasing in genetic mutations. So what they have figured out, that you go backwards in time and you get less mutations until you finally reach a pair of humans that have no mutations. We would call them Adam and Eve. This is what turned Dr. John Sanford, he was an atheistic evolutionist, a geneticist, that's what converted him to Christianity and a young Earth creation model is he discovered that the DNA, genetics, is entropic. It's ever decaying uh, as a result of internal and external stimuli, but the external stimuli would be the cosmic energy. Uh, so that's what we discovered is that when you allow humans to have no mutations, well, then they're going to not have cancer. They're going to not... Uh, die prematurely of stillbirth and, and disease and sickness. That's what's going on. Now, other scientists in genetics doing other research have discovered there's an enzyme called, a uh, protein enzyme called telomerase. And telomerase's job is to go around and repair um, mutated DNA. And they have discovered that if they can synthetically produce this this telomerase, that humans will live a 1,000 years. Well, you wouldn't need to... Uh, synthetically produce it if there was a canopy that prevented cosmic energy from mutating our DNA, because you wouldn't use up the telomerase too prematurely and then die without um, that. So so there's two routes of, of establishing that mankind once lived a thousand years. It's, it's actually easy in genetics.
1: We've got Dr. Troy Lawrence joining us today here on our big program. He is fantastic, and he's got this great new book origins the origin of matter space time and life and he's with us today here on our big program talking about uh the book and uh doing a little bit more detail with us today about the book now um there's a there's a lot of debate on how the atmosphere formed how did that exactly happen doctor
0: well it's a simple process of cavitation so the bible directly records in two locations um water surrounding the earth this is in um second Peter chapter 3 verse 5 and in Genesis uh, chapter 1 verse 2 the great deep surrounding the earth and and cosmologists uh, will will tell you that the universe was once filled with water it was once everywhere and we learn that when water is pressurized it'll hold air so imagine a, a densely compre- uh, compressed universe on the second day of creation before God expands it well then the water that surrounds the earth is going to have air trapped in solution And so then when God expands the universe by natural means, and we see this in cosmology, the background micro-radiation, indicative that the universe was violently expanded, and we see this in the red Doppler shift where we see the stars have a red uh, light to their light, so we know they're expanding away from us. So there was a violent expansion uh, on the second day of creation. This violent expansion of the universe resulted in a violent reduction of the pressure of the water that surrounding the earth. And that, that causes cavitation. You see this every time you open a soda bottle. The sudden reduction yep. of pressure causes air trapped in solution to come out of solution and form uh, gas, form air. So that's how the, the atmosphere was formed. It's so a simple process of cavitation. And then on the third day, this is a new nugget for you. On the third day, God made the dry land appear and gathered the waters together. Well, that, this is simple, but we see this still today. It's called post-glacial rebound. And what happens is the glacial ice was so heavy in North America that it compressed down the soil. But as it receded and melted away, the soil is no longer compressed, and it allows for topography to rise. So it's even still rising today an inch two a year in North America because the glaciers have melted away. On the third day, once God expanded the universe, there was no longer the weight and pressure of the universe compressing the soil of the earth. That allowed the soil to, sh- to rise and have topography and knolls and mountains and stuff. Water would run downhill, so God simply said, let the dry land appear. He gathered the water together and let the dry land appear. The water was just simply rolled down the hills because of gravity, and the, gra- um, the, uh, the land expanded because there was no longer the pressure of the universe compressing it.
1: We've got Dr. Troy Lawrence joining us today. Now, um, you talk about all sorts of different things in this book. Um, you cover a, uh, a good portion in the book about how old the Earth and the universe is. Give us a little bit more details on that.
0: Well, one of the best uh, dating method is, uh, well, there's a few, but like someone will say, well, look at the coal. We know that coal takes 20 million years to form, so how are you going to talk about a 6,000-year-old Earth or Universe. Well, you know, not so fast. Argon laboratories can produce coal in a couple of months that's indistinguishable from coal in the ground. And it's a simple process of taking uh, wood, you add trace amounts of clay and water and in a vacuum, kind of like a buried Earth scenario, and you you put it next to heat, kind of like a buried Earth scenario next to a volcano. And in a short amount of time, that'll convert to uh, coal, it's it's a uh, trauma involved. So when there's trauma, you accelerate the aging process, and and take petroleum oil. Petroleum oil, you know, they'll be argued. Well, hey, it takes 50 million years or so to to form, uh, convert biomass to to oil. So why are you coming with a 6,000 year old Earth? Well, not so fast. We can, by the process of distillation, take biomass uh, and chicken byproducts such as adipose, ligaments, tendons, and algae, and convert that biomass to petroleum oil in 30 minutes by a process of distill- distillation. And it's indistinguishable from petroleum in the ground. And, and petrified wood, this is the process of wood converting to stone. Um, it's pressure, moisture, and uh, silica near a volcano. Um, Mount St. Helen erupted in 1980, and we found petrified trees in that region 30 years later, so petrification is much faster than, than allegedly uh, established as 500,000 years. And then someone would say, well, look at the glacier, the, the ice, the polar ice. You count the layers of the ice, and those represent years, and you can, get a, you can count 135,000 years. Well, not so fast, because what if those years are not years, the layers are not years. There are seasonal changes in, in precipitation when it was late, cold versus very cold just changes in temperature. And proof of this would be a World War II squadron was found in the Arctic Circle, which would represent about the 70,000 year mark, which we know that can't be because they were World War II. So those, those layers are not yearly layers, they're more just uh, swings in temperature. So it all just depends, which paradigm do you look through? Do you, do you want to believe um, that we evolved molecules to man, so therefore everything you look at, you'll say, we're going to accept billions of years and old, and the unif- This is called the uniformitarian theory, by the way, um, which means that the processes we see today have always been. There's been no catastrophic changes. This is by Charles Lyell, and he, he. This is what changed Charles Darwin's view from uh, the Bible to an old Earth. Uh, that's what Charles Darwin took on his HMS Beagle ride. And by the way, this is mentioned in Second Peter, chapter three. This is really, uh, interesting. The Bible actually implies that mankind would adapt and accept the uniformitarian theory, which means that everything goes as it was from the beginning. There's no catastrophic change. This is in 2 Peter chapter 3. It says, know this first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, following at their own lust, saying, where's the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fall asleep, all uh, from the beginning, uh, ever since the fathers fall asleep all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. That's the uniformitarian theory, and it's mentioned in Second Peter chapter 3. It's crazy stuff.
1: It is. Dr. Troy Lawrence, he's with us today here on our big broadcast, 33 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us here on our iHeartRadio special, and also uh, find us on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course the brand new Jiggy Checkwire app available in the App Store. Now, um, your new book, Doctor, how long did it take to put this together? What was the writing process like for this?
0: Well, it took me two years to write it. It's 422 pages, uh, textbook size, 8.5 by 11. So it's, it's a thick book. And it took me a year to work with the editor to get it to uh, publishing uh, um, stuff. So it's a serious body of work, and it will change. And challenge everyone's paradigm. Even if you're uh, a Christian, this is a Um, must-read. If you're a theistic evolutionist, I guarantee you'll learn something, and it'll challenge you. And if you're an atheist, you need to know why creationists uh, don't accept molecules to man. What's the science uh, to say that? Because every time I uh, uh, talk with an atheist, they say, "Oh, you believe in poof." you have no natural uh, processes to explain. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't believe in any poof. Everything that was supernaturally decreed has scientific backing behind it. Yes, I, I'm a man of logic and reason, and the Bible tells us never to just appeal to someone's feelings and emotions to get them to accept God. We have to directly go to reason and logic and science. Science means to know. And so um, they don't understand the science that we use. So... This book appeals to the atheist, the theistic evolutionist, and and um, the young earth creationist. It'll equip them on every level.
1: Now, uh, Dr. Troy Lawrence, what caused the ice age?
0: The ice age would be the gl- uh, formation from the global flood. Okay,
1: so okay, that that that's what I that's what I thought it was, and I was yeah. trying to track that down. It is uh, Dr. Troy Lawrence. He's with us today. Here on our big program, Coast to Coast, in border to border, he joins us live. And uh, he has a fascinating, fascinating new book. It's called Origins, The Origin of Matter, Space, Time, and Life. And he's with us today here on our broadcast. Now, um, who's your target audience on this uh, book?
0: My target audience are those who um, are, want the truth. That's, um, that's both sides who want the truth. So... Um, That's my target audience. I would say from uh, 11th grade on up, um, education level, uh, 11th grade on up as well. But just someone who wants the truth. Because if if someone is uh, just dogmatically uh, saying, uh, I'm not going to believe in some noodle in the sky, then they're not going to even read the book. So um, in my book, I actually use physics to um, lay the foundation to prove the the notion of God. So this book is not just... um, uh, can you prove creation, but it's also, can you prove God? And and that's what I do. I use um, physics, specifically the CERN Large Hadron Collider, uh, to prove the notion of God, that only through God can account for all the matter in the universe. It's a, uh, quite fascinating, and everyone who uh, reads that uh, comes back to me, that's a compelling point to prove God. It was, it was motivating for them.
1: We've got Dr. Troy Lawrence with us today. He's the author of *Origins: The Origin of Matter, Space, Time, and Life*. It can be purchased on a, on his website at creationministry.org. That's creationministry.org. And uh, I thank you for being with us today, Doctor. I always appreciate your uh, your candor and chatting with us back and forth. Um, what 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 else do you have planned for the new year here?
0: Uh, just keep plugging forward and, and keep getting the word out and I appreciate and thank you for having me on your show.
1: Definitely. Have yourself a uh, wonderful weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Doctor. Okay. Appreciate it. Dr. Troy Lawrence. Coming back with more.